What's up, guys? It's Tiana with Praise Wesley, and I am super excited. Another podcast where we talk about faith and fitness. For those of you who are listening for the first time, welcome. We are authentic. Nothing is planned. We're just having a conversation, as I usually mention every single time. So again, if this is your first time hearing us or listening to the Praise Wesley podcast, I am so appreciative, and I just want to say thank you and welcome. So Today, we got another special guest. God has been really going in with these special guests. And I didn't think, you know what? Okay, so hold on really quick. Every guest that I've had on the podcast, I did not think that it would be possible for me to get them on here because in my mind and in my eyes, they're like celebrities and it's hard to keep up with them, okay? So I am so grateful. We got Quentin Flash Holmes, and I had to throw that name in there because that's a part of your brand and a part of who you are. Yep. I wasn't going to miss that. Um, and he is here as a special guest on the Praise Let's Lay podcast. So I wanted to bring Quentin on here. And I'm going to just, is it okay if I say Q? For sure. For okay. Sure. Uh, I wanted to invite Q on the platform because, for one, he's an athlete, amazing, and he's a believer. And, um, you know, Quentin and I, we connected because we were both speaking on a panel for a school. This was last year, right? Was that already last yeah. year? Yeah, last summer, yeah. That, oh my God. Okay, so last summer already. That's crazy. Um, and, you know, a lot of the things that he spoke that day, it just really, really stood out to me. And, you know, obviously it was definitely nothing but God because the lady who connected me and brought me onto the platform, or I should say the panel, she's a believer as well. And her name is Alice and she's so amazing. So I just think everything worked out. It was just like divine. So um, yeah, welcome. Keith. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm definitely uh, definitely appreciative for, for being able to be here and, and just letting God use me in these moments. Yes, yes, amazing. Okay, so First of all, you got to tell us who you are, what you do, all that good stuff. We want to know, you know, a little bit more about you. So feel free to share. Right, right. So uh, from New York, New York City, Queens, uh, born and raised, grew up there my whole life. And 2017, I was drafted by the Cleveland Indians in the second round. So I've been playing with them for five, six years now. Um, it's been a lot of ups and downs, but my, my faith has grown stronger through those years. Mm -hmm. As then in 2019 is when I got baptized. Um, I was baptized as a kid, but got baptized again under what I would say is my, as a decision that I made, not something my parents put on me at a young mm -hmm. age, but making that decision. Uh, and then since 2019, just growing and, and being in fellowship with my teammates and, and with some mentors and and just really diving into to what the Lord has for me, uh, but it's been a it's been an interesting ride. I've gotten into a few other business things along the way. I had a had a clothing brand and uh, doing some new things now with coaching young kids, and also have a nonprofit organization that I'm, that I'm starting to run as well. So just doing a lot of things and and really just trying to accept where where God is sending me and where He wants me to be. Yes, I love that. Okay, um, so like I said before super unscripted, but one of the main things that 
really, really um, drew me to you was just the fact that you are a believer. Um, I feel like a lot of the times, like, especially in today's, you know, society with certain things, I mean, there are athletes that we know who are believers, right? But you being younger and, you know, you're getting a, a, like not a new start, but you said like you chose to be baptized, right? Because obviously we kind of go through two times because I that happened to me too. And then it's like, okay, as I was older, I think I was 17 when I chose to get rebaptized. And, um, you know, it was like another decision that you made instead of your parents. What, when you felt that, like what, I mean, when was that? What happened? How did that decision come about? What made you, what drew you to, to saying, okay, hey, I want to do this? Like, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a overtime kind of thing, like a gradual buildup of God just pulling at my heart. I uh, started in high school for sure. I went to a Catholic high school, not because of the religion, but just for the educational sake and for what baseball had to offer me there. Um, thankfully that God sent me there because the the people that I met through that through that school, uh, the opportunities that I had to to excel at baseball and to do things even outside of school, my coaches were cooperative and let me uh, play on whatever summer team it was that I wanted. Some other schools like wouldn't let their players play on different summer teams, but the summer was really where I made a, made a name for myself. But aside from that, we always had, we obviously had to take religion classes at a Catholic school. So um, I was always just a little bit curious about, about what they were talking about because we didn't really grow up in church at all. So okay. I was a little bit curious here and there about, about what they're talking about, what they're going through. Uh, and then after my senior year, 2017, got to Pro Bowl and they would always have chapel on Sundays, which is just like a small like 15 20 minute discussion where our chaplain comes in talks about through things in the bible goes through a, a scripted study uh, but we would sometimes have small discussions on it I didn't really know what was going on most of the time uh, that's when I actually got my probably not my first bible but the one that I still carry with me today actually um, okay so he, he gave out bibles for whoever didn't have and going to chapel kind of felt like just just an escape from whatever it is, baseball, the world, whatever it is that I, that I had going on, I was able to escape through going to chapel. Mm. Uh, so 2017, 2018, 2019, building all of that up and God just pulling out my part the whole time and then introducing me to some amazing people. So uh, one of my close friends now, Alex, got traded over from the White Sox uh, in the winter of 2018. So he got with us January 2019 and then we were in camp together all of January and just being around the type of person like that as at the time God is already pulling at my heart and, and, and trying to get me to open up to him more and then being around someone that's deeply rooted in Christ uh, it definitely opened my eyes to, to a different type of life different type of lifestyle um, so being around him and then going through the season of uh, probably my worst my worst season performance wise oh okay so, okay you so this was still would you say this is your worst season in sports? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Biggest season of, of failure that I've had up until up until that point. So year 2019. But during that time, I, I had a lot of alone time. Um, I had a lot of time to to just sit and and be in the word and see what it was that, that God was really trying to trying to tell me, trying to get me, get me to understand about myself and about him. 
mm-hmm. and the uh, the chaplain that we had during the season, which is a different guy than than I would have in 2019 in 2017. So two different guys, but they both said that they're open and they're able to do baptisms for anyone that's interested. And okay. up here in that, so I was like, okay, I I thought about it for a while, and I was like, I mean, okay. I got. I was just like, this is this is the new calling that God has for me. This is where he wants me to be. He wants me to be closer to him with him for eternity. So uh, I'm through with it. And, and ever since, I've just been trying to trying to walk with the Lord. Um, wow. Okay, that's good. So let me ask you this. What are some of the struggles that you've, I guess, you know, had to face that may have played a role in you drawing closer to God? Um, I know, like you you mentioned, you went through the worst season in sports, but was there anything like personally that you can share that you may have, you know, gone through that wasn't the best season that might have played a part in you really feeling like God was pulling on your heart? You know, because I know that there are certain times we go through certain things, right, where it's like, okay, obviously God is allowing certain things to happen so that we can draw closer to him. Would you say that you went through anything else out of sports that may have played a huge deal in that as well? Or was it just something where it was like, you know, I've just been, you know, it's like some people are just chosen, you know, to to be in, in like the presence of God all the time. And just, you know, we're, we're like, I see us as those people where it's like our ministry, we have the thing that we use, which is the tool, like for me, fitness, dance, yours is sports, baseball, you're an athlete, but your ministry is outreach and impacting others. Would you, you know, could you share anything that you might have gone through personally that would have played a major role in that as well? Or maybe like a testimony? I, I would I would say. No, just because the biggest part of my story is, is what baseball was for me at the time and growing mm-hmm. up, like me thinking that baseball was my life and that's all I did. And I going through high school and, and missing out on, on hanging out with friends because I had to go to sleep so I could practice, so I could be up in the morning, like all of those things. Um, thinking that baseball was who I was. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that the biggest shift for me was I remember a time where, where God, like I heard God say to me through, through multiple people, multiple times, he was just saying, baseball is not who you are. It's just what you do. Mm, right. That's, that's where the so, shift, the shift happened for me. Wow. Well, that's cool. I mean, so it was basically like, I don't want to say, I mean, cause you were probably so young at that time to understand, but idolizing something. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like sometimes we put our all into one thing where so much that we idolize it, not even knowing sometimes it may be subconsciously, we don't even know, we're not cognizant of it. But then God allows something to happen, whether he may strip it from us, or like you said, you went through a really hard season. And then God was able to draw you back and show you that that's just what you do. It's not who you are. It doesn't make you, your strength comes from God. And he is allowing you to walk in the gift that he gave you, which is baseball. That's awesome. So being an athlete, especially because, you know, it's like 
there's this not stigma, but just like, okay, obviously you're a black man, you know, you're an athlete. There's always going to be things when it comes to, oh yeah, well, I, you know, you're, you, you probably do this or you probably do that. What is your biggest obstacle when it comes to you being a believer and, you know, being an athlete, you may be, you know, around certain people who are not all walking the same walk, right? How do you handle that in the midst of like, you know, dealing with the world? Because, you know, we can obviously talk, we can, you know, you know what I mean when I say, okay, worldly and then spiritually, like being around certain people or, you know, having different environments that you've had to be in and, you know, you being a believer, where do you find like, I guess just your strength and self-control and not being influenced and how do you move in that? Yeah, so that's that's something that um, came a little bit easier for me as growing up, I always was striving to be the one that stood out and was different and didn't really fit in with the crowd. Like I was always trying to do extra. Um, and so once it, be- it became like, doing things that that weren't of this world it was like okay that's that's easy for me not drinking I never drink I never drank at all uh even before like throughout high school anything so um smoking drink like those things were easy for me to to continually avoid and even being around teammates that do all the time like them having the understanding that because of what I've been doing and and who I am now like I just don't have to participate in those things uh, but also building that respect with those people around me to where they don't try to pressure me into it too much like they understand like he says he's not going to do it and he's just not going to do it like they're them keeping asking me oh take a drink with us have a smoke with us like they know there's no point in it because of who I am as a person when I'm working out when I'm practicing they know like they have the understanding of I'm just not gonna just follow into what they've been doing but I think just transitioning into trying to walk with Jesus is you have to live a completely different lifestyle than, than everyone else that's not walking with him. So the transition of being different and, and standing out in, in the world was, was not something new, but just the transition of going into what is life with Jesus? What is life like Jesus actually look like? That's where the, the tough part becomes um, a thing for me. Right. That's true. What do you think about how, when it comes to being able to be around other people and certain people who do, um, you know, who may, you know, participate in things that you don't, but understanding that as believers, when you think about how Jesus was, you know, he walked with drunkards and like prostitutes and like, it was mainly just about love, right? Like he he just loved people into deliverance and how, yeah. you know, change, right? And I think one of the biggest things that people, you know, they, they make the mistake of thinking that like as believers, we're supposed to be separated. Uh, although we are set apart, yes, right. and we are not of this world, it's not okay to isolate when it comes to thinking like, we are more perfect than other people, right? So would you say that you've 
been able to impact a little differently being in certain crowds or being with friends who now do have an understanding of who you are or back then when they, you know, had to respect, like, look, he's not going to do that. We're not even going to ask him, but he's still with us. So how does that, like, you know, how did you balance that? Or like, how do you balance that being in sports? And like, you know, obviously you're going to be around people who drink and like to party and like girls and stuff like that. But yet you're here, you know, you're like, look, this is who I am. I'm not doing any of that because I know where I want to be. You know, I'm a hard worker. I know I don't have to feed into any, any of that stuff because that's just not what I do. However, I'm still here. Or like, how does, how does it work? Like, what do you, yeah, what's your thoughts yeah. on that? So, so there's a few different things that, that came to mind. Uh, first, just a lot of people do things to fit in because they seek the approval of man. And right. so knowing that my approval comes from God and, and I'm trying to be a living sacrifice for him and do things that please God. I know that um, just being around those people and showing them the love and kindness that God has given me and just being, just being trying to be a light for those people that are in, in those times of darkness. Um, I think that's somewhere that, that God has allowed me to be and, and given me the strength to, to resist those things in those environments because he knows that's, that's where sometimes we're needed most. Mm -hmm. I actually heard a quote, quote a while ago that says sometimes as Christians, we're the only Bibles some people will ever read, which is yeah. so true because before, uh, before baptism, I, I never really read a Bible at all. So yes, us being able to go in those environments and be the Bible for people at moments is, is what, what became huge for me. I love um, that. Yeah. So, so it was like a kind of finding the, the right the right way to to approach it all okay. and know your limits like know that okay if i if i have had trouble with drinking in the past like if i just say oh it's only one drink i know that's probably not going to end well because it's when is it ever only one drink right so a group of people that are continuing to drink continuing continuing so at that point knowing your limits and knowing like i'm not even going to have one drink i'm just going to order water the whole night and knowing that and then another part of it is what what would bring you peace, like knowing that me drinking and not being able to remember the night is not something I'd look forward to. Right. Me drinking and, and being hungover and feeling terrible the next day is just not something I want for myself. Yeah. Uh, so why would I, I? I literally would have no reason to, to participate in that if I know that does not prove. And also looking at my body as my body's a temple. And I'm trying to perform on this baseball field as best as I can. Mm -hmm. And putting these substances and, and toxins into my body is, is doing what for me? Absolutely. Right. And being, just being in that environment and trying to explain that to, to some of the guys too, like, oh, why don't you drink? I'm like, well, I just don't, I don't want to put toxic into my body. Like if I don't, mm -hmm. why, if I know that something is bad for me, I just don't. I just, <laughs> right. Like, why would I do that? Yeah. Like, I know I'm going to feel bad the next day and I know it's not good for me and I'm going to do it anyway. No, that just, yeah. doesn't, it just doesn't seem like something that, um, that I would need to do. So being able to explain that to, to some of my teammates and they understand like, okay, it's just something that the culture of baseball has been accustomed to, like just having a beer whenever having a yeah. few drinks, like especially a lot of the college guys, guys that have 
played in college and then get drafted. Um, them being just so used to just having to drink with the boys and going out and drinking. And it's just like, sometimes I do, I do feel bad for people that like need that in their lives to be able to, to feel happy or feel at ease. Um, like they'll the call it liquid courage sometimes. Mm-hmm. And right. that's, that's something that God blessed me with already. Like, I don't, I don't need the liquid. I, he's <laughs> you already got the courage. courage. You talk about, I mean, you want to go talk to a girl. So you need some, you need a, a, a beer and you need a shot in you to go talk to this girl. And that's like, I mean, if she refuses you when you're drunk or refuses you sober, what's, what's the difference? Right. What's, I mean, yeah. So it's, it it's definitely a, a few different ways to look at it. But I think the biggest one for me was just like my body's a temple and I seek approval from God at all times. Okay. I love that. So can you tell us what your favorite scripture is? Mm. So you probably have more than one, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a few. There's a few. I actually have one. So I always put little post-its on my wall in front of my, in front of my desk. So the one I have here is he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ, which is Philippians uh, chapter one, verse six. And then my other favorite is Romans chapter eight, verse 28. For we know the Lord works all things for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And that was one that, that I, that I was really sitting with and sitting on throughout 2019 Mm -hmm. of like, something good is coming out of this season for me. God is working something good. The more I dive into his, his will for my life, the more I dive into his word and figure out why it is he has me in this season. He's working something for my good. And ultimately it was. And, and sometimes the best part about it is that it's not a direct impact to you. Like it's not a direct goodness that comes upon you, but just the, the feeling of altruism that you get from from helping someone else that's going through that same situation that you went through. Absolutely. So knowing that whatever situation it is that you're going through is going to help someone else down the road, you'll be able to shed some light on someone else's situation and help them get through it. Um, that that kind of that's the goodness that that can come out of it. Um, yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like every time, like something is not right, or if I'm in a rough season I'm like I know something good is coming out of this like something good is coming out of this like it has to be because it doesn't stay that way you know and just like James 1 that's James 1 and 1 that's my favorite scripture where it's like count it like count it as all joy you know all of trials and those tests those tests come because um, you know, God is preparing us when he <clears throat> allows certain things to happen. And I don't think a lot of people understand, you know, it's like, we don't have to blame God. Sometimes God allows things to happen so that we can at least learn or we can prepare for what is supposed to be happening, right? There's always going to be something good. Um, you know, storms don't, they don't last, you know, Things are all, everything is temporary at the end of the day. And I heard someone say, um, the scars to your, or the scars that you've endured in your life, it could be somebody else's roadmap where we go through things because God wants us to be able to help other people. And at the end of the day, we have to remember that if we are going to continue to walk with God, we have to understand the importance of serving because it's not always about us. Amen. You know, 
So that's awesome that you, you know, you, you mentioned that because it's like, we're still literally serving. Like we're still literally serving, like regardless of what we do, you know, it's like, okay, Lord, what do you want for me to do today? What is it that you, you know, who do I have to come across? You know, who am I going to bump into or what do you need for me to speak, to say certain things? You know, um, that's one of my biggest things. I feel like God has been showing me that a lot of my gift is in the words that I speak and um, just encouraging people. And um, I noticed that, you know, when it comes to like what's going on now, you know, it's like, okay, there's a lot of stuff happening with words. Like a lot of people are, you know, they're getting called out with their words and stuff. So yeah, I'm like, okay, that's so say the wrong thing. Yeah, right. So, um, you know, what would you, as, as you, now, as you get older, because you have a, a program, you have your own coaching program. You're a coach as well, right? Could you yes. just explain yeah. some of that? Like, so tell us about that business. Yeah, there's a, there's a few different parts to it. But before that, just on the, the, the last part we were talking about, um, I like to remember that that our lowest points in life open the door for breakthrough to walk through. Mm. Can you say that one more time? Yeah, I'm going to. Our, our lowest points in life open the door for breakthrough to walk through. I love that. Our lowest points in life open the door for breakthrough to walk through. Wow. That I got, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to like, I'm going to put that in the podcast, like in the description and I'm going to just leave it like that. Yep. I'm going to just leave it like that because that is so deep and it's so true. You know, it's like, wow, that's crazy. There's, there's there's a lot that goes into it for sure. I don't even think we got enough time on it. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm looking at the time like, hmm. Okay, so you know, probably about they usually do about 45 minutes, but this I think we're still good. But yeah, so I mean, elaborate on that. What do you believe? I, after 2020, I feel like that was a major, major breaking point where God was like, all right. A lot of people I noticed too, even like celebrities and stuff, like there are certain people who were like, all right, I'm 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 walking with God. You know, like I'm putting this down because this is just not it for me. And I was very, very, very happy to see that, you know, although there are some people out there who are believing in a higher power or higher being where it's not necessarily like, okay, not Jesus Christ. And I talk about Christ like, um, you know, and I think a lot of the times, too, that's where we kind of, you know, and that's a whole another discussion. I feel like is, that is, we don't have to even get into that. But like after 2020, I mean, what would you say that you've, you know, learned or what you believe that God was speaking when it comes to us? You know, it's like, do you are you are you okay with resting now? Like, how do you, you know, how do you maintain being in the present? You know, especially with the schedule that you may have as an athlete or, you know, a business owner and a coach, and like then you have training. You know, what do you think that you could share and just just talk about like, okay, after 2020, it really it was hard for me because it was hard for me. You know, I was like I was coming from the East Coast living out there and that East Coast hustle. I was working seven days a week 
And like being back in California, I was like, this is too slow. This is too slow. That's that's <laughs> actually something God has been saying for to me for a while is that I need to slow down. Mm. I I thought the first time the first time I heard it, I was uh it was that summer. Uh, 2020 summer, I was on my way to, I was doing delivering meal prep at the time because we didn't, we weren't in season. So I wasn't, I didn't have a job at all. Um, so I was de- delivering some meal prep and I got pulled over. I was going like, probably like, I don't know, 20 something over, nothing too crazy. Was but, this in New York or Arizona? No, in Arizona. Yeah, I was living in Arizona at the time. Um, so I got pulled over. And then as I drive away, like I'm thinking about the whole event and I'm just thinking, I just hear like, slow down, just slow down. Like I'm I'm rushing, I'm already late. I know I'm gonna be late to go pick up these orders, but I'm rushing anyway. Mm. And then he wasn't even specifically talking about that moment, but just overall in my life, I was trying to do so many things and be in so many different places. But the only way I could appreciate the amazing things that he was giving me was if I slowed down. If I like slowed down and took the time to, to actually thank him and to actually be in those moments and to appreciate it. And after that, I mean, just being able to slow down and appreciate being on a, on a 40 minute ride and appreciate that, that alone time that I might have before being around a bunch of people and a bunch of loud noises and all that craziness. Like he really allowed me to, to just figure out what it is in my life that, that brings me peace. And now my alone time is, is amazing. I've been, I lived alone that whole summer. And then um, right now this off season, I've been living alone as well. And it's just like, I, I cherish my alone time so much. Yeah. More wow. So that sure. was a lesson where you were able to see that, okay, you know, like you said, cherish this time. Yeah. And that's the time that I, honestly, you know, you get with God. Every right? day. Because Every day. No distractions that you you don't have to worry about. Oh yeah, wow! So so my uh, I have a we have a small group within our, my baseball team with some of our guys, and we just finished week ten of this series, and the title was "The Great Enemy of Spiritual Life: Hurry." Because we rush through so much of our day, we rush through everything, and we're hurrying everywhere, and we forget about God. We forget about building our relationship with God and walking with Jesus. Like we only make that a tiny part of the day, either whether it's in the morning or at night, right before before we go to sleep. It's just trying to fit in Jesus whenever we can. And that's that's the greatest enemy of spiritual life. Because literally it's it's leaving us stagnant and it's drawing us away from the the true things of God. Um, so one of the points that the guy was saying was that we need to to take hold of the ruthless elimination of hurry in our lives mm. like we need to to really find ways to slow down within our day and that's why uh, i'm thankful we were able to do this a little bit later today because mm-hmm. i would have had to i probably got home uh around like 2 40 so i would have had to rush to get ready and set up things um but i knew i was like i'm not gonna have time so me hurrying and rather than just just asking can we push it back Right. Most of the time, some people will be considerate of your time if you're hanging Absolutely. out with the right people. <laughs> They'll be considerate and uh, and just allow you to have a little bit of extra time to to just slow down. And yeah. So just just thinking about things in your life, like I think he said one of the uh, 
one of the signs of of hurry sickness was uh, if you're like at, in the shopping store in the uh, the grocery store and you see one line has has two people, one line has only one. Like, are you going to that shorter line? Are you just going to be chilling in line with two people? Like, it's not that much of a difference. You're probably only going to save four minutes of your life, but because we hurry through everything in life, that's that's part of it. Like, why can't we just why can't we just just chill? Why are we always in a rush to do something? Like, how many times in your day are you rushing to do something and forgetting to appreciate the moment? A lot. Yeah. Wow, that's something good for. I mean, you just spoke to me on that because I feel like I'm still <laughs> learning how to do that. Um, you know, we if those who are listening to the podcast right now, if you listen to Faith Talk Part One, you will know that I quit my job. So um, I ended up quitting my job. I was a coach at Orange Theory, and God was just like, "Nah, it's time. It's time to. It's time to do what I'm wanting you to do." Mm. And you know, although I've, I've, I've felt that I've moved by faith a lot in my life. Um, I've never been in this season before. A, true season of faith, crazy faith. I don't know if you heard that series by Pastor Michael Todd, but you know, it's like one of the biggest things for me right now, as you just mentioned, is not rushing, not rushing, like chilling. I mean, when you did reach out to me and ask me about a later time, you know, I was like, I literally am not doing anything today. Mm -hmm. Um, I've dedicated that time to not do anything, but it's just so funny though, because as you mentioned, you know, it's like, but we still find things to have to do. And I'm trying my very best. And this is just a, still a learning lesson for me. And something as I grow and mature in what God wants me to do is like, learn to be okay with not having things to do. Yeah. And not feel like you have to do things or not feel like you're unproductive. Because a lot of the times, I feel like I've I sought validation in things that I did rather than things that I finished or completed. It's like, okay, well, you can do 50 things and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm doing, but it's like, but what did you get done? Yeah. Yeah. You could be doing a lot, but getting nothing done. Right. And then on top of that, you didn't pray. You didn't even read any word. Like you haven't sat with God. You haven't. And this is just full transparency because I think a lot of the times young believers need to understand that, yes, we do walk with God, but that doesn't mean that it will be easy and it's not going Mm -hmm. to feel like a breeze. You know, it's like some of the stuff I just, I just wish that I could just like do on my own, you know, but it just, it, I just, it can't be done on my own. Like I cannot do it without God, but these are learning lessons. And it's good that you said it now because I'm in that same thing where I'm like, okay, I'm trying to learn how to do that. I'm trying to learn how to chill. Um, But would you, I mean, what would be uh, just some encouragement when it comes to that? What would you say to those who are listening, like how to not have to seek validation in having to do so much, but still trying to stay productive, do what God wants them to do, but still make time for him and keep him in the center. Cause a lot of the times we put God first, but he's not in the center. There's mm-hmm. God in the center and then everything else around, not God first and then everything else 
Because when we put God first, it's like, okay, I'm gonna pray in the morning, but then that's it. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. meditate in the morning uh, and then everything else, and that's it. Like once God is in the center, everything will work out. What would be your encouragement on that? You know, for creatives, artists, athletes, how to even though you're you're still learning how to do, you know, we're still kind of like learning how to mm-hmm. do it and maturing in that, but yeah, I know you, I know you got something. Yeah, so. I mean, for me to be, to give my best, I have to rest. Like I'm, I am not afraid to rest. I, I feel like a lot of people that I'll, that I'll talk to these days are like, yeah, I'll just get like five, six hours of sleeping and I'm good. And I'm like, at the age that we're at, we really need that seven, eight, nine hours of sleep to, mm-hmm. to function fully into like not needing caffeine to get through the day. Oh. But just to function fully, not needing a nap afterwards, after you work out, whatever. Like we I need love coffee. Hours. Coffee tastes so good. It but, does. And I feel like I need it to function when I don't have it. Exactly. I just, I so we're, so we're, we're just robbing ourselves of, yes. of that. Like, like neuro, neurologically, as we get older, we do need less and less sleep. But in your 20s and 30s, sleeping five hours doesn't add up that's not where the math is when you're like 60 something you only need about five hours and then maybe a nap throughout the day really young earlier in our life that's why that's why those young babies will sleep like 12 16 hours a day Mm -hmm. because they need more as younger and then it slowly gets less and less and less the the sleep that we need for our bodies so just not being afraid to rest and and realizing that having a sabbath day is is a real thing and a possible thing for a lot of us and it doesn't have to be the whole day and doing the whole a whole day a whole 24 hour day right away for us is going to be really hard um, for me I've started to just not be on Instagram on Sundays at all okay. and not just not be on Instagram but knowing that why why am I not on Instagram what is it what is it doing for me that I want to get rid of in my life um, and then also in those moments throughout the Sunday when I do feel like, oh, let me go on Instagram, I think I have to pause, slow down, and just appreciate that God has given me the willpower to, to say no to that and just thank him for this day. Wow. And just be with him in that moment. That That's what um, just always brings me back to, to what it is that I'm doing. Like, why am, I, why am I taking this day off from Instagram? Yes, I have to do my marketing for all these other things, but this is the day that this is the day that, that God gave me. And this is one day that he says, I need you to rest. And we should all, we should all find a day where we're just, we're just able to rest from, from our jobs, from work, from things that are um, taking a, a toll on us, not things that like stress us out, but our stressors. Yeah. Um, like working out doesn't stress me out, but it's a stressor. It's something that, that puts stress on my body. Um, so even taking a day day for that, where I'm just not putting stress on my body, not putting stress on my mind, I'm just able to be with him and, and be with him in his creation, be outside and um, be able to laugh. There's There's been studies done where like uh, a four-year-old will laugh, I think 300 or 400 times a day and a 40-year-old will laugh four times. What? And it's like, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's so crazy because there's so many things that we can just have joy, joy in within our days, like being around people that make you laugh, doing things that you have fun doing, but doing that on our, on our Sabbath day, we can find a day to, to just chill, 
just relax and you and you start seeing the benefits of it too. you'll literally start seeing the health benefits of it mentally physically and then spiritually just being able to spend more time with god and, and be in your walk and then planning out you can at that time maybe even think about planning out what it is that you're going to do for the week and then you can mm -hmm. just, and you're setting yourself up for even more success so thinking about having a having a sabbath and how that could work for you i know for me and during the season we'll uh we always have mondays off so okay. i'm probably going to do something where sunday sunday night after the game from like eight o'clock um from like maybe six o'clock at night to six o'clock on monday so sunday at six to monday at six six p.m i'm just not on my phone not anything i'm just just Wait. in god's position taking my rest taking my rest yeah. from everything everyone um I love that. obviously communicating that with your people so they know like you're not going to be able to reach me sunday right. night yeah because you know people and yeah. it's isn't it funny how like when you decide okay i'm gonna rest and i'm gonna put my phone down everybody wants to start hitting your phone wants you. but then it's like <laughs> when you're not doing anything you're not resting you're chilling nobody's really checking for you it's crazy i'm like oh my god the enemy loves trying to distract us when it yeah. comes to doing yeah. stuff like that but that's true and i love that you know i like the fact that you um you kind of just gave more than just you know saying this is what you should do you know just you're you're really you're really good with that. Would you say that you walking with God and you really just, you know, your faith is so strong. Do, would you say that it helps you uh, be more a little mature? Like I was going to get back to your um, coaching. Right, right, right. Because you coach children, right? You're, mm -hmm. Or yeah. is there a specific age range? No, there's really no age range. Um, okay. But but in the mature the maturity way, it's just something that that God placed on me early on with me having an older brother and okay. wanting to be around his friends and him, and I had to be more mature. Like I if I wanted to be with him and and go with him when they went to go play, like I just had to I had to grow up a little bit. Okay. And then him just just allowing him to be on my own and travel places. Um, all throughout high school and play in different states and cities and all of that. Like I just had to be able to carry myself in a certain way and to get to where I wanted to be within baseball, within life, I, I definitely knew I had to, to be uh, more mature than, than a lot of other people around me, but on my business. So my, uh, I started doing speed and agility training, started that uh, I, low key. I started it in high school. It wasn't really like a business at the time, but because I was always fast, I would I would train like my teammates and stuff the way that I would train. Like I would bring them through my workouts um, and just try to get them better the way that the way that I've been I've been blessed with speed and things that I would do to get faster. And then over the years, uh, God was just putting me around amazing people that were able to teach me more and more, teach me technical things and teach me the science behind it all. So. Mm more and more growing my knowledge on what sprinting is and speed and explosiveness and all those little things. So um, starting the Flash Factory Athletics. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I don't think I that, was that new? Uh, it's, it really became like a thing for sure this, like this year, January. Okay. Uh, is, when I, is when I filed for it. Uh, but it's, okay, been, yeah, it's been something I've been, I been rolling with one. for a while. Yeah, I don't really, I mean, I, I haven't been doing much like marketing or pushing it at all because it's That's definitely, okay. it's a, it's an in-between time for me because I don't, I don't know what, what God is, God has got right. going on. Right, you got to go on his um, time. 
and speaking on that too, I, I had so many plans to do flash factory training at, at this high school out here in Arizona. Um, and they were gonna, I was gonna, there's gonna be like $20, $20 a session for all the kids, whatever, whoever wanted to come in. Um, but it was gonna be on the high school premises. So I had to go through so many different people to try to get and stuff like that. I was gonna have to pay a fee every hour to use it, all of this. And time, it was taking a long time for them to just approve it. And still to this day, I don't even know if they approved it, but God was, I was itching. I was like itching to, to work with kids and to teach kids. And, and I was just itching to do it. And God was just like, all right, I'm gonna let you do it, but it's not gonna look exactly like you want it to look. So instead of, instead of it, I had the plan of it being after school, it was gonna be after school for about an hour, hour and a half, two days a week. And then Saturdays, I was gonna go in and do something in the morning. And he was like, no, 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 I don't like that idea. So Uh-oh. he's got me going to the school. <laughs> I got a call and and my boy that that also coaches at the school, he was like, yeah, they have zero hour, which is right before their first period. Um, and the football team, they they need an extra coach and they want you to do some speed stuff with them. And you know, I was like, <laughs> yes, automatically. I was like, yes. Right. It's about payment, price, nothing. And then like a day later, he's like, yeah, we just learned since it's not football season, they don't pay the coaches that are there. So it went from me getting paid for doing this coaching afternoons. Now I'm going to the school at 6.45 to 7.45 in the morning to coach these kids for free. And I love it. Wow. I was just, I was just so ready to get into that environment and get working with kids again. Because when I did it last offseason in, in the 2021 offseason, I, I had so much fun doing it. I was doing it in New York at the time. And just seeing those kids get so much better, seeing them motivated to work and and work hard and get better and just love the craft of sprinting like it just made me so excited to want to teach more and more kids uh so when I when I just had the caught wind of the opportunity to do it like I didn't even have to hesitate to say yes like I knew you had already gotten that confirmation from God telling you that okay I'm gonna allow you to do this but it's not gonna be in the way that you think it's gonna be as soon as as soon as my boy called that was it. it Yeah, because okay. we were trying to, I was going to go to that high school anyway. That was the high school I wanted to go to and work at because my boy coached the football team. So I had already a pool of kids that I wanted to work with. But it definitely, as soon as he called, I was like, it's not what I, it's not what I planned, not what we planned at all. But right. that's the best thing. God said he got something better for me. This is something mm-hmm. that's building up my discipline and my strength, my discipline, because I've been going, I've been uh, putting my phone down, cutting off all TV and everything around like eight o'clock at night, waking up 5.15 and getting ready and planning for these kids so we can plan what workouts we're going to do and all of that. Before uh, you had them. This was is what I was, this is what I've been them? doing. This is what I've been doing for three weeks. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so I love he's, that. he's just been, it's been, a, it's been a different type of work. And luckily for me, I'm a, he made me a morning guy because if I had to get up before the sunrise five days a week as, as someone that's not a morning person, I think it'd be very tough. But Oh, yeah, that would be tough. I mean, I, I love getting up before the sun every morning. It feels like it feels like that's already one accomplishment. That's two accomplishments, waking up and then beating the sun up. That's two accomplishments right away. Wow. Then making the bed, that's three. And I'm already on the roll at that point. <laughs> right. It's only up from there. It's only up from there. So we started the day with victories. But yeah. God makes it, he'll give it to you, but it might not look, it might not look exactly what you think it will. And it might not be on your time. 
That's a lot true. of the time, God's plans don't align with our time. Absolutely. And you know what? Time. One of the things, too, I feel like because God is, he's so funny. I, I, you know, it's just hearing you say that you love it and you're not doing it for anything. You're doing it for free because this is what you yeah. love to do. Um, you know, God is really going to bless you. I mean, because I feel like whatever we sow, right, we reap, but we don't always get it right away. So whatever it is that you're doing right now, because you know that it's so much more than money, right? When you know your why and you know that you walk in your gift and you, you know, it's like, okay, well, God said that this is what it is and this is what I desire. And it aligns, you know, with what he said I was going to do. I don't have to do it for money, but eventually what, what you're sowing right now and what you are imparting into those athletes and your mm-hmm. coaching method. I mean, just the fact that you're, you're, you're obedient, you know, God's going to really bless you. And I think that that is so inspiring right there because a lot of people don't understand when it comes to what we do in certain things, like it's not always about the money because God is the keeper of the record. And, you know, you don't always have to worry about those things. And that's another faith thing, right? Because this season for me, I'm in like such a crazy faith season where it's like, yeah, I, I don't know how you're going to do it, Lord, but you're going to do it. I know you're going to work it out. And, you know, I know it may not be something that you have to worry about because of other things that you probably have going on, being that you have, you know, your business. I want to talk about, before we close, I don't want to ask you about mm-hmm. like, your other business, because I know you have more than one, you have a brand, a nonprofit, but I just think, again, like that's super encouraging and so inspiring, and to any of you guys listening, I really pray that, you know, you are just motivated, you know, to just trust God, just trust God, like it's easier said than done, but the reward for trusting God, because God said it is impossible to please him without faith, I'm telling you, when you get that strength and it's like an equipping you have to go through, right? Because we've been through certain seasons that have brought us here. It's not like you're going to wake up tomorrow and you're just going to be like, all right, I trust you, Lord. No, (laughs) you know, it's like, no, I trust you enough to do what you told me that I was going to do, that I desire to do for free, right? Even though I'm qualified, but I know that in the long run, somebody is going to connect me somewhere else or I'm going to be connected or something's going to, happen to where you're going to work it out right and you're just going to reap a harvest of blessings because of that and I'm declaring that and that's that to me right there I feel like that just that was icing on the cake for this podcast because it's like wait what so yes it was Um, was crazy it was a turning point and yeah something else he's been saying was just like the money is the money is cool. Like obviously we need to pay our bills and all yeah. of that, buy food, all of that. But when I wake up in the morning, I have to check up on the things that money can't buy. Absolutely. That's what that's Absolutely. What's, that's what's the most important part of, of the whole thing. It's like check up on the things money can't buy. Yes. And I wish people understood that because I'm such an advocate for it's not about the things the materialistic things, the money, you know, people think Mm -hmm. I'm crazy when (laughs) I say these things, but I'm just like, I don't care. You know, it's like, but do you have peace? You know, like, is it bringing you peace? You know, a lot of people think that, you know, having the 
money. It's just all about money, especially in today's world. You know, it's like everything is so worldly. Like yeah. I got to have the nice car, the nice clothes, the nice shoes, the house. I got to look a certain way. And it's like, but you're not at peace, you know, and doing what God wants us to do is what brings the most peace. Like it may not be easy, but it's so rewarding. And again, like I am such an advocate for that. And that's funny that you said that because it's true, you know, check up on the things that money can't buy, because at the end of the day, when we get to heaven, we will not be able to take any of these things, right? Nope. You never see treasures, treasures in heaven. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> okay. So, tell us about your nonprofit yes, brand yeah. mm-hmm. and anything new that you have that you would like to share. If it's not a secret, I know I get sometimes people like, okay, well, I can't reveal that yet. I got to keep this on the low. But um, anything, you know, where we could find you, all of that. We want, we yeah. want everything. Yeah, so so the nonprofit, it's uh, our Instagram is Eon Impact, which is E O N I M P A C T. Eon stands for Equal Opportunity Network, and basically we just do camps, clinics, um, events for just young athletes in low income communities, and and just trying to give them the opportunities that that they might not have that I did have growing up. I was I was very fortunate to be able to go to the fancy camps where I had professional coaches um, so being able to provide that for for the young black and brown kids in in, in the Phoenix area that are that are unable to get that um, knowing that me being a professional coach my boy Billy that I that I've been working on it with uh, he has ex-football players ex-NFL players that mm-hmm. they come down and help us out we have a crazy crazy database of other minor league baseball players MLB players whatever it is that would come down and help us out as well so just having quality coaching and training for for kids that that can't really afford it and then not specifically either baseball but just sports in general and, and allowing them to to be open to any sport and find what it is that that they can pursue what it is that they might be good at um, something that just just brings them joy because uh, it's it's an important it's an important environment to be on a team and to be in a positive team environment like it, it changes your life the, the it people and it helps you with life not just oh, for sure. on off the court off the field it it's all of that right it helps you you know socially you know um i'm sure team having a team you know it's the, the importance of having a team is is I mean, people sleep on that, you know, God said two is better than one. So when you can be around a team of people, you know, those who uplift you, push you and challenge you, you know, especially when you have great coaches and um, I'm sure that you, you know, you can vouch for that. It teaches you way more than, I mean, it just helps you be a better person. Yeah. All around. around. And that's, that's, a huge part of, of what it is that we're doing as well. Cause my boy, Billy, that I'm working on it with, he right now teaches psychology at his high school. So wow. five, the five tools of baseball um, are our speed, uh, power, throwing, fielding, and hitting for average contact. And then now we're working on the sixth tool, which is the mental side of the game, which I is love that. all sports of like believing in yourself first, and then trusting in your practice once you get into that moment of competition. 
Yes, it's that mental side. That's what Pray, Sweat, Slay is about, y'all. I feel like so many people focus on the outside, the external. Yes, it's so easy to build external strength, but what is happening on the inside? And that's confirmation right there, y'all. The mental, the internal. That's why I brought you on here because I, I knew that. I knew it. I just knew it. Yes. Wow. Okay. So anything else like you want to share yeah so that was our instagram eon impact uh website is eonimpact.org okay yeah because it's a nonprofit, uh, right so it's- yes okay yeah. um my instagram is at it's q homes and yeah i mean we're just we're just trying to grow as an organization right now just for the month of february we're running our t-shirt fundraiser okay um, so you can, you can go to the website to check that out, learn more about it. Um, All yeah, that will be in the description box as well. Perfect, perfect. All the links. Yeah, we're just we're just trying to grow. And, and one of our, our mantras, our, our motto is a Japanese word, Kaizen, which mm-hmm. means continuous growth. So all day, every day, finding the 1%, something we can do to, to get better, to continue to grow. Um, and knowing that, that, being open and aware of all the good and the bad that God is placing in our lives that's going to allow us to grow ultimately. So is I think that's not just for the kids like either. The little sign? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. It's the, wow, it's the, the Japanese symbol. symbols below our, below like that infinity sign. Mm-hmm. That's like the regular Eon logo. And then below that would be our, the, the Japanese symbols for Kaizen. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yes. Nice. I was like, I like this, but I want to ask about just the symbolism with that, but I like how you guys, how did you guys come up with that? Uh, we're just, just randomly, we just brainstormed, just throwing stuff out. And uh, Eon is, is like a lot of years, like, in, like you can't really name the number of years. Right. Um, so we're just trying to create an impact that lasts an Eon, something that mm-hmm. you'll carry with you, with you for the rest of your life, which is what sports and, and what God has done for us. So just instilling that in, in the youth is, is super important in our eyes. Um, and EON also perfect acronym for equal opportunity network. We're creating a network for for kids in low income communities to have equal opportunities straight up. Wow. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I love that. So you guys know where you can find EON impact and Quentin's, uh, Instagram. Um, you know, again, Q, thank you so much just for taking the time to, just chat and talk. I know, like, I'm sure that we could go on and on just about God in general, because that's just how, like, amazing he is. Um, but honestly, I think everything that you're doing is is so good. I, I, like, every time I see you on your Instagram, I'm just like, wow, you know, like, less is more. You You keep everything simple, but, like, the impact that you're making on just the youth and the younger generation. We need more athletes and people like you who care. And that is one of the biggest things, you know, coming from being a dance teacher, teaching um, kids and, you know, it's like kids just need to know that we care, right? So again, I think I, I like say this and I speak for everyone, like way to go and just keep keep doing it, keep doing it. like. For real, I love, love, love what you're doing. 
Um, and I usually close out in a little prayer because obviously, you know, this is a Pray Sweat Slay podcast. It's faith and fitness. Um, you know, we talk about God. We're going to talk about faith. We're going to talk about athlete, athletes, um, personal training, all of that good stuff, you know, as God continues to allow this brand to grow. Um, but praying that he brings, um, you know, people who are like-minded and on the same wave. So I'm just going to pray really quick, especially for the listener, because yeah. All right. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much, God, for this day. We thank you that you brought us here. I ask right now that you uh, just lift the listener up and let them be inspired. Let them be motivated and encouraged to know that we can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens us. Not only is it that when we go through hard times or good times that, you know, you work here and there. No, you work all the time, God, in everything. And we just ask that you continue to uh, use us as vessels to go out into the world and minister to the people who do not know who you are. Um, I pray that somewhere, somehow you will continue to connect us with people who will help us and we can just help other people as well and to just keep um, us strong. Help us to know that you are our anchor and that as long as we stand on your promises, God, we can we we cannot fail. Nothing is impossible with you, Lord. So again, we thank you, Lord. I thank you for Quentin. I thank you, God, that you will continue to strengthen him physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And I ask that you help us to keep going. We love you. We glorify you. We honor you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And church, say amen. Amen. All right, y'all. So again, don't forget to subscribe to the Pray Sweat Slay podcast. Download the app. We got an app. Um, Subscribe to the YouTube and follow us on Instagram. Again, all of Quentin's uh, information for his business, his brand, and his personal Instagram will be in the description um, below. And yeah, I don't, I always have a hard time closing out because I'll say, I'll see you guys soon, but it's not see you guys. (laughs) we will talk soon i guess anyways thank you guys so much for listening to the pray sweat slave podcast that is it